All right. I mean, I found three salons, right, which are absolutely mind blowing. Broadcasting from Essex, it's the 26th of May 2021. And you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $38,500. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again is my hair, Lionel Messi, Joe <laughs> Mehmet. Hey, Joe. Hey, mate, how you doing? That's a nice compliment, Lionel Messi. I wish yeah. I was as good as him. Yeah, the sad all... thing is, right, yeah, I dreamt of being a footballer. More than Albert wanted to be a hairdresser. I think a lot of boys can relate to that, mate. I think yeah. when you're a kid, your first probably influence in your life is, you know, the team you support, the footballers that you love. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then I think as you get older, you then get into music. And then as you get into music, you know, then you get into the creative arts and all that. Once your once your chances of being a professional footballer have gone, <laughs> that's, that's when you spend the rest of your life depressed and, uh, yeah, basically thinking what might have been. Do you know what I mean? But no, then, yeah. you, then you discover creativity, don't you? And then you discover the arts. And well, don't you, don't you think footballers are creative? Or absolutely, absolutely. But they're tiptoeing on that fine line with not only having creative brain, but super fast brain, yeah. and obviously being physical specimens. And unfortunately, yeah. well, I I, I'm talking for myself. I mean, obviously, you're a, a prime physical specimen, Joe Mehmet. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. And, no, you know. we, all, we all are, mate. We all. No, but yeah, the only interesting thing is, like you just sort of said, right, about, yeah, you've got your heroes you sort of gravitate to, like, you know. And I remember sort of like, um, I mean, I was a, I was probably, I became an Arsenal fan in 69, I think 68, 69, right? When I saw them lose to um, Swindon in the League Cup final, right? Okay. And, um, you know, it, it was one of those sort of really horrible, muddy, sort of, like, sort of day for, for, of, of a game, I right? watching live on TV and... Um, and, and I saw Arsenal lose three one, you know, to to um, the, to the Swindon Town, um, and I just felt sorry. And that was a it. giant killing as well, if I remember. Well, no, well I don't remember it, but the history states that they were two year, two divisions below Arsenal uh, yeah, at the time, so it, it was a big anything, shock, right? A massive shock, and, and uh, you know, so that's all six. And then you have got sort of the great team, but then so I could about sort of six nine seventy. You had this one player called mm. Charlie George. You know, it was a real maverick of. Uh, of the footballing um, generation, like long hair, it, it just kind of like defied all um, reasons in, in 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 terms of professionalism. And you know what? Guess who is rather cool to me? Charlie George. Charlie George. You know, and, you know, I, I talk about a, a guy who is iconic. I mean, it takes that he scored that wonderful goal in 1971, and and I grew up loving this guy and he happens to live around the court to me and I see him every day well not every day and I saw him the other day and he says to me I, just, I said to him Charlie you had a haircut he goes yeah I look younger don't I I said Charlie you've never been old to me mate I still remember him as a 21 year old kid scoring that goal against um, Liverpool at Wembley mm. you know what I mean amazing anyway so let's have me rambling about my uh, heroes well no I think I think that's a good place to start because um I've just got off a, a really fascinating um, Instagram live 
um, string. With, oh, yeah, um, you're telling me. Yeah, tell me about it. Go on, please. Yeah, and, um, you know, uh, apart from the usual technical issues, the first half of the show, you know, um, the phones crashed and then it basically killed the whole uh, momentum of the show. We was talking about some, like, really big, you know, big picture uh, philosophical things surrounding, you know, what the internet did for, you know, the, the world. Well, no, not 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 just the hair industry. It was we was to, you know we zoomed out even further than that about how you know you should embrace technology, you shouldn't obsess over social media. You know, everyone needs to go on a social media diet. They need to analyze themselves. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. it was like real bigger picture things. I mean, we managed to save half the show. So there is thirty three minutes up on Instagram if any of you are on that platform. But what I thought I'd do is I'd prop I thought I'd take a lot of that what we spoke about and just add it on to the end of here because the audio is like quite good. So if you want to oh, yeah. listen to that, you, we can, I can just tack it onto the, the Salonomics podcast at the end. And, oh, uh, definitely. Because, definitely. Yeah. you know, I always listen to our show when I'm in the car, right? You know, mm. so, uh, I'm, you know, I'm always going to a, a destination, a location. So I just put, you know, it kills, well, I, I would say it kills an hour, but it entertains me for an hour, doesn't it? Really? Well, uh, I'm not, I'm not, Blowing my own trumpet, but at one point Jason <laughs> did say, "Wow, that concept's blown my mind." So well, take out of that what you will. Well, concept as in go salon, salonomics. Uh, well, you just have to gonna listen to the oh, show, okay. aren't you? And, to, and, to and find talk that about and yeah. talk about next show. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, and did you did you find him quite engaging? Because obviously he uses social media right to advertise his um, product, right? As in. The crow's yeah. nest. Crow's nest. Well, right? I, you know what? I, and you know, I, I, that's why I like doing these shows with you because they're kind of a bit more unplanned and they are a bit more spontaneous. And you know, yeah. these long form conversations means that we can traverse, you know, a variety of subjects in a short amount of time. You know, providing there's some kind of wisdom or we glean something from the chat, yeah. it kind of makes it. Uh, you know, I think it makes it kind of valuable. So we. Yeah, we, we discuss it. I mean, his business is essentially um, what he does. He's got a, uh, a company which can organize your social media for you. So what he's, uh, what he's trying to do, he's a social media specialist and creating content, creating imagery that will appeal to the emotions. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be hairdressers out there that aren't very good at social media and don't know the first thing to do with it can, so can he's providing a service for people to just help them out and 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 get them on the road of you know kind of yeah. how to engage on social but obviously you can imagine me i was psychoanalyzing the whole thing and saying yeah, well is it a really you, good you, use you, of your time you, you're very techy on that i mean you're a lot better than i am i mean as you know I'm, you know you you always sort of like champion social media in, in, in many ways of one but it's no uh, i think i champion the internet I right. think I'm I'm more of a champion of the internet and, and and you know embracing the technology in its purest form so that it serves you and that it doesn't distract you. I come up with something quite profound. I don't know. We could maybe talk about this. You know, he asked me the question: Do people need educating on best practices of technology? And I said immediately, without even blinking, I went, "No, they need education on analysis of themselves." You know, technology evolves to us, not the other way round. You know, and you have to analyse what technology works for you, what you can use, what aspects of it can save you time and make you money. 
Mm-hmm. And you, that's what you focus on, you know, yeah. because that then gives you the ability to focus on your craft, which invariably puts the money in your till. Well, that's right. And, and, you, and you have a better life, <laughs> your better standard of living. You have better, better standard of living, you know, yeah. you can... You're happier. Yeah, you can, you're yeah, a you can put, happier. You know, he told me this story of this barber, um, you know, of the trade-offs between technology, about it's a fine line between that distraction and you actually using it as a tool. And he said this barber, he put his prices up from £15 to £21. And straight away, the barber was being pilloried by his customers online, saying, I can't believe he's put his price up to this much. And of course, you and I know the answer to that. That is like, well, you don't want that client. You know, good riddance. Well, you know, no, don't come back. Don't come back. But the, yeah. I think the, the ultimate point I was trying to make was, um, it's not the fact that you don't want that client to come back. Of course you want that client to come back. But because... You can't viably make £15 an hour work for you anymore. You've now got to work on your craft and work on the experience and give your client 100% focus and attention to justify that £21 so that when he comes back, he doesn't batter an eyelid. Do you know what I mean about the the pricing? Well, that was was the thing. I mean, in years gone by, without the internet, where where we put our prices up, we used to have a little silent reception. You know, you get them like a month's notice. You know what I mean? You had a little mm. silent reception. As of so, so, so date, uh, the, the prices are going up by X amount of money. Mm. So every, every time a client went up to reception to pay, they knew the sign was there, right? Mm. And, and yes, people did complain, and people did not come back either, all right? Mm. But the, 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 that's the thing that we talked about before, right? You, you have to have an influx of a turning over clients, right? Because yeah. you've got your regulars, you've got your sort of reliable, then you've got your, your new clients. And the new clients oh, we will always pay the new prices. Yes. And that's what you always want, don't you? You don't want the old yeah. clients pay the old prices. You want the new clients pay the new prices. Yeah, it's that opportunity cost. And by, yeah. by keeping your prices at that low level and you're fully booked means that you're never going to be able to increase your prices. The second you increase your prices, gaps open up and new clients will fill those gaps. And now yeah. you're charging customers more. And, you know, this isn't a money grab. This is no. a case of you knowing your worth and your, you know, the providing of services. Well, it's, basic, it's basic sort of like, um, yeah, you know your worth and, and, and basic business sense. Because, you know, at the end of the day, right, you know, you, you've got a client right, who comes in who, who's got a job he's more likely had a pay rise anyway. Mm. You know, after a year, <laughs> do you know what I mean? After mm. two years, he definitely had a pay rise. So yeah. again, his, his standard of living is going up, but the service he wants, right, he wants it at, at a fixed price. So mm. again, you're going to lose out. Uh, and this is a thing that we've talked about. So it's interesting. And yet, Jason Crow, is, is it Jason Crow's name? I believe it's Yeah, Crow's. Crow's. C-R-O-Z-E. Shout he's got no hairdressing background whatsoever. Has he not? I don't no. know. You tell me. You talk no, to him. Yeah, about yeah, an no, hour. yes. Yeah, no, but we didn't. You know, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't uh, talk about you know the step by step process of putting in a graduated bob or anything like that. But no, no, but he's because he's obviously no. He is. He was a session hairdresser back in. We got right. similar timelines. You know. Um, okay. You know, we got similar things in common. He was a session hairdresser um, in the two thousands. Went through the salon system. You know, went freelance. You know, so he, he completely understands what I'm trying to build with Go Salon. Do you know what I mean? And, and we uh, spoke about sovereignty as well. This was this was part in the first half of the show that was, was that was you know, destroyed because of, you know, Instagram. And it's, you know, such a useless platform for all of that. 
Um, but we spoke about, you know, the early days of the internet, the disruption to the music industry. Um, we spoke about sovereignty and it's valuable in the next paradigm post-COVID because sovereignty is freedom. It allows us to work wherever, whenever, and for whoever we want, you know. And, and, and I just trying to connect the dots between, you know, Go Salon giving the individual that same is sound like a brother from another mother to you, right? Because you both seem to be on the same page. You know? I That's think so. Sense. Yeah, I think so. But it's no coincidence. Robert Labetta, yeah. you know, um, yeah. he he, like, like, he, I, he spoke he spoke at length about you know focusing on yourself and your craft and creating your craft and and and, and getting really good at that. Yeah. You know, and, and this is what I feel Go Salon frees you up to do. It saves you that time. It allows you to earn more money and it allows you to put that more focus back into those things like honing your craft. For well, example, well, this is you know. this is what um, I've because, you know, I went away for the weekend to Dorset to see a friend, friends of mine saw like his daughter's 14th birthday. You know, I, mm. I, I told you briefly, like, well, to celebrate her birthday, we went on a, um, to an escape room, you know, so, which was, I've got to say, quite mind-blowing experience, to be honest with you. So, like, uh, here I have saw 63 young men in, in, as a guardian to sort of, like, 14-year-old girls uh, in my room. And, and Rex how, was many? Sort of, how many? Of, how many? There was, was 12, there was 12, uh, in the, there was 12 of us, right? Well, there was 14. Like, there's six one group and one group. And they, they needed adults in, uh, in, the, in the groups, right? So sure. Rex went in one and I went in the other. And, and, you know, me and Rex were sort of, like, very competitive as we are, right? Because I'm going to beat you, you're going to beat me. Anyway. Yeah. I just stood back because these 14 year old kids right had a completely different men, men, mental stage to me and, and Rex as well like you know you could say what do you mean when you say mental stage you mean smarts smart yeah I mean look they, 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 probably, don't, they probably don't know who Genghis Khan is right yeah. or JFK is right yeah. but they know how to sort of like um, use logic in, yes. in, in, in puzzle solving you know what I mean yeah riddles so, puzzles and all that kind of thing yeah you, you know what I mean and like Obviously, her team won, but like, it, it was quite interesting. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that as such, but when I was no. there, right, I was thinking about us as a as a business, as a what we what we stand for, Sunomics, your ghost sun, and things like that. And if you remember rightly, uh, when we when we first started, what Sunomics, we 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 IP'd the name, uh, what four years ago, three yes. four years ago. Yeah, we trademarked Sunomics. Yeah, we we said trademark. And, and what was the sole purpose of Sonomics? Do you remember? Um, what, what do you mean? Why we trademark? Like, why we, well, well, we, we, why we trademark right? it? Or why yeah, did we, we start we, bid? Well, it, it, I mean, the whole purpose really was to talk openly uh, about salon industry and, and things that affect your salon business and your salon life. And, and, and to help future and to salons. Help, yeah, to yeah. obviously help future salons and to help, you know, sh help shape the conversation surrounding yes. salons and technology and all these exactly. things. Exactly. And, yeah. and, you know, and, and if you, I mean, we, we sort of did discuss here, we, we went into great lengths in sort of promoting and sort of like uh, doing some shoots and things like that, right? And, and we discussed space, we, we discussed air, we discussed how to maximise your, your spaces to sort of make it profitable, right? Mm. And, and sustainable as well. So we were very much hard, very much ahead of the curve, if, if I'm right. And, and I was thinking about this over the weekend in the, uh, with the fresh mm. air of Dorset. And I thought the, the problem where we had with Sonomics interiors, right, was that we were probably too, too advanced 
you know, and, and as you did have your ghost salon app ready as well. With the, you know, the, the idea was there, but the, the yeah. ghost salon uh, product was, yeah, wasn't available. Yeah. But now, right, uh, what I really find really, really annoying about the whole uh, Amazon salon, right, because mm. I, I made me think, I was thinking about this because we listened to it, uh, Rex didn't hear, we listened to it on the way down, was that. That was our idea, Aaron. We had that idea four years ago. Mm. Okay, you know the, the whole um, retail set that saw like a minimum star, maximum efficiency, yeah, and concentrate on what we want to do. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to start up the start that business line again. I think we should go back into doing what we want to do originally. And I think we're ready now to actually. Ex not exploit it, but to actually push it because you've got your um, ghost salon, which we um, implement into every salon design. Mm. We've got the, the COVID, post um, COVID um, scenarios, which is space, mm. and, and you've got the sustainability as well, which is um, the eco friendliness of a, of a salon. Yeah. And I think we should sort of like start to look at it in a very um, different way now because we're in a prime position. And, and I was sort of doing some research of, of sound designs. Are you on the computer? I am a little bit, yeah. I'm just typing some notes, yeah. All right. I mean, I found three salons, right? Mm. Which are absolutely mind-blowing. When I say okay. mind-blowing, I would used to look at sort of salons in Los Angeles, New York, London, Paris, Italy, right? Because I always loved mm. the Miletti Salon in, um, in, um, in Italy. Mm. But... I saw sort of look at them, but if he, if I saw, like, be honest with you, being being honest with myself, right, there has been nothing really major in salon design for the last fifteen years, sixteen years. That I'm gonna sort of say, wow. Even the Ted Gibson Amazon um, salon in uh, Los Angeles, right? Yeah, it's a wow. It's nice, but mm. it's not really like blow me away, amazing. Okay. And even the, the salon in um, Amazon salon in Spitzfields, okay, is a Amazon salon, but it's not a wow. But I came across three salons. There's one um, called Say No Mo, as it's S A Y No N O Mo M O. Say No Mo, yeah, salon. There's a website called Deezen, D E Z E N. Just come to that. Say No Mo.com. Well, I don't know. Now Salon Cocktail Bar? No, well, yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. Now Salon Cocktail Bar, okay. Say no more, Social Now Bar. Cool, so it's a bar, it's an events, nice website, okay. Have you seen Manny and makeup, yeah? No, and we'll, yeah. Is that hairdressers or is that, that now? Where, where, where is it, where is it? I've got say no more, S-A-Y-N-O-M-O dot com. Okay. That's what came up on Google. All right, well, it's because, yeah, because um, I found it on a, there's a website called Deezen, D E Z E N, right? D E Z E Z E N. Does Deezen. Deezen, yeah, right. If you go to Deezen. Um, I've got Architecture and Design magazine. That's I've got right. Spelling. There's, they, they've got, and their front page, they've got this uh, Say No No, it's a gender neutral beauty salon, a cocktail bar in Kiev. You see? Yes, that? yeah, that's, what, that's, that's the page I'm on, yeah, Say No No. I mean, yeah. it is amazing, don't you think? 
Look at it. Uh, I, I'm just, I can only see the website at the moment. Um, let's have a look at the space. Wow, there's chaise longes in there by the looks of things. It's like a stage in one section. Is there more? It says chill, chillax and beautify with us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a young person's place, mate, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Services yeah. Press Bar. Have I got to go into the bar to, to have a look at the well, salon? Well, there's a bar, right? But, no, but it, 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 it's a hybrid, right? It's a, oh, it's a salon space. Here we go. Yeah, so it's got, like, stone masonry. It's got clean yeah. lines. It's got a beautiful marble floor by the looks yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very expensive. Yeah, and this is in Kiev. Looking, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Not yeah. London. Not Paris. This is in yeah, Kiev. Not New York. Not New York. Using, you know, which, which you know, in a post-COVID world, right? Space is very important. Not clinical, but it's got to be cold. Like not cold as in cold, as in concrete, but in, in the fact that you feel safe in in in, in the air. You know, what I mean, there's no particles flying around. No one's. You know, but it is absolutely stunning. This is a nail salon fundamentally as well. You well, know, it's not even well, a hair salon. Well, it's, there is a hair salon as well, right? Because is it's, there? Yeah, it, I'm it, just going I'm, through it. Elvira's mission has been dedicated to elevating every detail in the nail service industry, from a beautifully designed location to the music and aroma. Yeah, no, it's she's selling to the senses, isn't she? You know, yeah. the sound, the music, the feel-good factor of you know, you getting an amazing service. Gen Gender neutral. So Elvira well. lived in North America and Dubai prior to settling in Kiev. So that's so she's taken influences from North America and Dubai. Yeah. Combined them in a you know in a separate way. You know, amazing. I mean, it does look beautiful. It, it really does. Anyway, if you go into their front page, there's a, there's a barber shop as well, right? Which I think is just amazing. Uh, it's called um, Colt. C K A K U L T. Is right. this on Deezen or is this on Yeah, Deezen, on Deezen, on Deezen. On Deezen. Okay. Right, I can't, yeah, I mean, I'm on Deezen, but I'm just on the home page and I can't yeah. see nothing. No search bar. Okay. I can't see anything. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to share these links with me in the notes so yeah. I can oh, have okay. it all up private because no one wants to hear me. But it's a barber shop, right? Again, yeah. just phenomenally beautiful when i say phenomenally beautiful right all right well i'll get joe to show me send me the links and i'll share them in the show notes so that everyone else can right, take a look at their own eyes okay yeah? but the best one though right was there's there's one called nova pets n-o-v-a pets n-o-v-a pets in china nova pets in china you, you come across it yeah nova pets dot uh, co dot z-a uh, is it? Are you confronted with a a, a dog collar with low low on yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, right, that's gotcha. it. Yeah, 10%. Okay, so they do accessories. They do dog collars. Have you seen the interior? No, I'm I'm scrolling down the page now. The interior is not what's you know what jumps up. You think well, oh it's it well, sells if if, dog, if you actually saw if you go to dog um, go to go and um, Google search right just put uh, another pets uh, you know on the D's and thing it is. This it's absolutely the most amazing pet grooming salon I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely amazing. Right, okay, so Nova Pets um, Salon Dog, and it's in China, yeah? Yeah. 
Nova Pets is a grooming. Oh, okay, so now the D Zen links. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right, okay. Ah, okay, yeah. Really nice fluid lines. Uh, it's quite industrial feel. It feels a little bit like the um, the future zone on uh, Crystal Maze. Um, you know, there's a little bit of stone. You see that dog? You see you see a dog in in a pool? Yeah, just, the dog's on a catwalk. It's like the dog. There's a this giant catwalk in the it, salon. It's it's amazing, isn't it? It's a dog catwalk, right? But the great thing is, right? You, you can sort of like because you have you taken your dog to um, grooming parlor right, for a dog parlor, yeah, grooming, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you, him in the swimming pool. I've just seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a yeah, brilliant nice. picture. Brilliant, isn't it? It's so it's cute, fantastic. Right? Yeah, really. brilliant. It really is. And I mean, we, we, we take our dogs around, you sort of, you give them for a couple of hours and you go bugger off. They're right, you mm. just wait, don't you? You know, mm. you've got a whole environment. Yeah, that, that you can relax in, that you can melt into, in a exactly, way. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, that's beautiful, beautiful. It really is. You know, and, and look at the sort of simplicity of it, it's just phenomenal. Really mm. is phenomenal. It's really, and, so and so what annoys you with the Amazon salon? Because you started this whole bit with what I hate about the Amazon salon. Well, what I hate about it, Aaron, we had the idea four or five years ago when we first started, you know, when I retired, we started talking every day about salon should be doing this, we should be doing this, we should be doing this, right? That was our idea, you know. I'm not sort of saying we were the pioneers or anything like that, right? And boo-hoo us, okay? Yeah. But um, but we had that idea. No, listen, I remember specifically you phoning me up this time last year saying, I've got the bug. I want to open another salon. I yes. want to, in Islington, the rents have gone to the floor. I reckon we can do it. What do we do it? And I just said to you, Joe, why do you want to manage another 15 people again? You've just entered semi-retirement. You've, you're now playing golf, you know, whenever you want. You're seeing your clients on an ad hoc basis whenever you want. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You've got yeah. ultimate freedom that you spent the last 40 years working <laughs> for. And you got so giddy, like a teenager. You was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. We're going to open this salon. And I was like, is this Joe on the phone? Joe, what? What, what are you so yeah no we had this conversation yes. last year didn't we and yes and i feel bad for talking you out of it but no no you had kind of right because you know I, I i i went ahead with it right and i thought to myself i will jump every hurdle as it comes along right and if if a hurdle is too high for me to jump that's when i will stop right mm. and and i stopped when it had to be like you just sort of said right managing people I thought, you know what, I'll definitely be managing people again. I, I like to manage a salon. I like to get back into business. And I like to get back yeah. into the helping. But again, managing salons, I thought, you know, I couldn't deal with them again. And you, yeah. and that's that was where you came in, really. Is that it wasn't so much the idea of a salon; it was the people in the salon. Which yeah, and, and it was the idea that this is where the freelance studios was going. Yeah. It was the yeah. fact that you didn't have to quality control them. You know, everyone yeah. took responsibility for their own customers, yeah. their own, yeah. you know, their own teal receipts. Their, you know, everything. And it was. Uh, uh, we briefly, me and Jason did briefly touch on that in the first half of the, the show, which has now been lost forever. It's like me and him were doing our own version of Clubhouse. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. it was, you had to listen to it live, otherwise it was gone. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, we touched on that saying, you know, freelancing um, scenarios were... You know, we, we were going to remove the stigma to them, you know, because hairdressing in the 90s, 2000 was a kind of profession that you'd stumbled into if you didn't get your qualifications. 
yeah. and stuff like that. And, and he, you know, there's a stigma to being mobile or freelance. And I'm like, well, at the end of the day, being sovereign is what everything's all about. You want to have the ability to come and go as you please. And this is why I believe freelance studios are, are the future. Um, and, you know, he, he did um, Lacey, Lacey of the Hunter Collective. He said he did a creative head thing the other day where he was talking on a panel with them and she was saying exactly this, obviously eulogising the freedom that having a greatly, a superbly managed space gives hairdresser a freedom to express himself and to, you know, work on their craft. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was talk, actually talking about Clubhouse, so there, was, there was a brief moment I was sort of packing up, um, you know, in the Dorset, we were just getting I, I, and and the notification came on my clubhouse so did that there was um there's gonna be sort of like salon recruiting uh and uh, an advancement in so you had, you had these sort of professionals uh, debbie barry all these people talking about salon uh, recruitment and and it all started up by getting their, their back i said ellen was going to be on it actually but she i didn't get to get a chance to hear her speak but like the three people that i was talking about they, they all gave their sort of cvs their this and this and, and they're talking about the um in employing store staff and like the, the, the sort of saddest thing is and i never did it myself right was that if I employed you, Aaron, let's say, I will push you. Now, if if you weren't returning clients, say, after 50 clients, yeah, I gave you, and, and, and mm. you know, I only got 10% back, right? I'll get rid of you. Simple as that, mm. right? If I gave you five clients and you made them 50, I would, I would, I would sort of say, well, then I would, I would increase your commission, things like that. But mm. at not one point in my life would I sort of say, you're here for good. I was saying to myself, I was saying to myself, if I get two good years out of you, where you were completely true and honest to the company, and you, you withheld the philosophy and everything, right, and then you were to leave and do your own thing, I will shake your head and say thank you very much and good luck. I'll mm. probably say with a with a dagger at your back at the same time, but that would be my remit, you know. Oh, and, my name would have been mud forever <laughs> in in no. John Rex's house. I had that have been the case, right? No, not really. I mean, like, this is it. Right? And, and these people are talking about like you know, oh, stuff or this and stuff. And no one has a complete control over over not any point over a human being. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to manage the space. You've got to give them the playground for them to thrive in. Yes. You know, it, not not. Uh, but this goes back to our fundamental discussions about you know the over governing bodies. Mm, you know, yes. the, the more rules and regulations they bring in to our industry, means we lose spontane spontaneity, we lose creativity. And we, we remove the ability to express ourselves. Yeah, and the, the, that is only going to damage the long-term outlook of, of, of our industry, if that's the case. And yeah, and, and that's what they were sort of complaining about. And, and then I put myself, you know what, and again, this is what kind of inspired me again. I think myself, I'm going to set up another company. I'm going to, we're going to do Salonomics Interiors, right, where you you, you okay. are the CEO, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, okay. you're the CEO. Because right. you've, okay. you've got the software. Yeah. I've got this. I've got the um, expertise of salon um, design because yeah. I've designed four salons in my in my lifetime. This is our exit strategy, Joe. We've yes. got one. Our exit strategy. And I think what we should do, right, is actually explore that again. I, I, I like I said, I think when we first did it, we were probably a bit too advanced in in our thinking because uh, the salons were sort of like it was the same old, same old, same old. We we want mm. to sort of change the whole thing, but mm. post COVID. Salons have to change their um, 
not philosophy, but the design of of, yeah. imp, of making the client feel safe. And again, the the Adidas salon right has really sort of taken away what we wanted to do years ago, but it's here now, and we can sort of say what we could actually improve on this, which is what I said in our previous show. Mm. Instead of like criticizing it, we can actually work on it, because Adidas salon is limited. We've got no limits. Really. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah, my only, look, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to dump on your positivity no, and your spontaneity, <laughs> but the only problem with, with that kind of scenario is consultancy is very difficult to scout. Um, so, you know, well, you this know, is a clever part, Aaron. This, this is, is a clever, clever part. No, well, the I'm clever part is, right, is on, we did it for free. Well, that's what Salonomics podcast is, right? Well, you know, hopefully, you know, we're, and, we're, we're already... Well, and they would, and, and you using that. using your ghost salon mm. as as the um, the piece, you know, that's, the, that's the conduit, as the yes. concierge yes. service yes. to make all of these salons tick. That's right. So you actually get yeah. your ghost salon out there yeah. with with and they're helping people design their salons you're helping them run a far more yeah. efficient environment yeah and you do it for free i think whereas before right we were more about costing and this and that and we didn't want to sort of come out of our pockets and do that but if they use a go salon um application platform as well yeah right? no for sure i mean i'm willing to give i mean look i've already done that for my good friend at coronado exactly you know we e built in the whole smart retail wall over those over there um and it's this perfect balance of nature and technology working in harmony so he's got obviously this really beautiful if you've not seen the picture just I've go onto it. the salonomics um page um and on go salon um it's got this really beautiful moss wall um, there's a very kind of fresh atmosphere in there. You know, it feels clean. You've got the little, uh, they've got the water fountains. You know, there's this feng shui to the salon. And the technology, the colours, the bright, vibrant colour of this wall. It, but it's, it's not digital. It's not a screen. It's a big wall. But when it magnetises you in, when you gravitate towards it, you go in, you're like, oh, there's products in there. Oh, look, there's a QR code there. And you scan it. And that's what creates the interactivity. The customer might not want to look at it first of all, but it, it captures their imagination. It captures their eye, the colour. And then they go in for a closer look. Do you know what I mean? And I think that I think that's worth doing wonders for John over at uh, Coronado yes. at the moment. So, and, yeah, and no, there's, there's, some, there's something in what you're saying, Joe. I, I think, so. and, you know, and I think what we can do is help the salon from ground zero. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think the, the celebratory got their chairs, their mirrors, all that. I mean, we can't help them, mm. right? We have to help the new sort of um, potential entrepreneurs. The next gen. The yes. next gen. Well, like I say, I don't think we need to educate them stuff or help them. We need to show them where to look. You know what I was saying to you the other day about, you know, teachers, the best teachers don't tell you the answer. The best teachers or the best educators show you where to look. And I think that is so important when it comes, to, um, and the misunderstanding of what a lot of educators do to kids. Do you know what I mean? In the college network, you know, there's recipes and there's rules and they've got to abide by the rules. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and and I think that's that when they're not learning in the salon on the floor and seeing how you and I would deal with a situation, 
they're getting it out of a textbook. And that's why the transition from the college to the salon takes so much longer because then they have to learn this whole, the whole psychological, the bedside manner. Yes. Those things that you can only get from actually having in salon experience. Um, so yeah, so embrace the technology, but also analyze what technology does and what it can do for you. Does it save you time? Does it give you focus? And does it earn you more money? Uh, well, yes, 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 yes. Because you know yeah. the thing is, but yeah, you know, we we saw saying right. Even even Robert Liberty saw said even in your chat earlier on with Jason, right? It's about getting back to doing what we do best, right? Mm. And and not succumb to the the product companies um, to sort of say so how to do this, how to do that. Well, you know, mm. without the day, right? Every hairdresser knows is what is how to do hair. That's what they've been sort of like being sort of sacrificed their whole time to do and um, they don't need to be told what to do you know no. what I mean or how to sort of make money because it's the simple fact is right do the hair keep the client happy make them love you make them come back that's all they that's all they have to worry about right and, yeah. And, yeah and and I think also like the way we the way go salon would help them and the way we, we would help them design a salon right that's all they've got to do it's just in an environment where safety is paramount as well, Aaron, right? Because, you know, the air that, that is circulating, sure. right? Because, you know, you know, clients will be worried about particles in the air. So all these Yeah, things, well, let's not go down that road. That's like the whole germaphobe yeah, thing, exactly. you know, because there's a fine line between doing that, Joe, and you working in a dentist office. <laughs> yeah. And nobody, like, like we, we touched on uh, before, you know, there's a new salon phobia like dentophobia and it's because you know of this paradigm shift of what we've gone through through covid we don't want to remove personality from the salon you know we don't want to remove an atmosphere from the salon but that atmosphere has to reflect you and the individuals within it you know yeah. um so yeah no i think i think it's a really profound really big question it's a really important question and this is why i think the freelancer thing is is viable going forwards and I don't necessarily think the giant salon uh, system, conveyor belt system, I don't think that's going to be a thing going forward, no. Joe. I think it's going to be more about VIP and unique experiences exactly. Exactly. rather than quick one in, next one's in, 12 clients a day, you know, paying VAT, 20% on all of them, sharing the pot. And then, you know, you're doing 12 clients a day, you're earning 15 quid for each client, Forget whereas it. you can do three and charge a load more. Exactly. And have a lot more time. So I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, we just, I, we know right. There's there's this all the the wealthier has got wealthier, right? And yeah. the average person is there where they are. And like, and yeah, we, you know, when I when I did when I did my very first business plan, right? We did, mm. you know, each each hairdresser turning X amount of money per, you know, so etc. etc. Right? And then you collect collect it, and you know, that's what they brought in to what they went out, right? But when I actually when you start operating, right? That actually goes out the window slightly, and you start looking at how much each chair should generate because people come and go, right? So all of a sudden we speak, right? I've got twelve chairs. Each chair is going to generate me say two hundred fifty thousand pounds a year, all right? So you break it down to well in West London, mate. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, but I'm just all saying, right? You're looking at about a million pound business type of thing, right? So sure. you say this stuff, and don't forget, right? One chair is always going to be redundant anyway, <laughs> type of thing. Sure. And then you look, and then we discussed it really before, right? In the in fact that sort of like space in, in time, all these kind of things. Now, 
space is very important. So safety is very important. So you're 100% right. If a client wants to come into that salon and have a hair experience, you have to charge them more money. Yeah, not more, less. Not, not, less. not cut your prices yeah. to get more people so, through the door. So because almost, it, it dilutes the whole yeah. experience. So all of a sudden, yeah. that chair is worth four times more than it yeah. was pre-COVID, really. Sure. You know, do you know what I mean? And, and I think it's a very, very important uh, message that yeah. we, have to, we have to sort of like make. Because like you said, they have to know their worth, mm. right? You, you know? Yeah. Well, I think I summarised it before uh, when I was chatting with Jason. Um, you know, it's about Warren Buffett. And he says, price is what you pay, value is what you get. And people are obsessed with price and people are obsessed with those numbers, like follower numbers. We need to focus on what value we're providing our customers. And once you grasp that concept that value is chicken and egg, value comes first and then the price can adapt to it afterwards. So if you're fully booked, there's a reason why you're fully booked. You're either too cheap or you're a masochist. You, yes. you like working really hard and, and taking the minimum amount of money off the table for it. Do you know what I mean? So. Yes. You have to re you have to reanalyze yourself and go. What can I do? What why why am I known for what I, I do? There's a niche here. I'm a, a barber. I do great men's hair uh, haircuts. Or I'm a balayage. I'm a color technician. I'm brilliant at that one thing, right? And I, I use this metaphor about Ramsay's kitchen nightmares. And when Gordon goes in, he goes in. He looks at the menu. The guy's got a 500 page menu because he does a thousand dishes. Well, I guarantee he does all thousand dishes badly. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, and the first thing Ramsey does, he comes in, he's like, right, we're going to do a soup, we're going to do a meat dish, we're going to do a vegetarian dish, and we're going to do, I don't know, a fish, fish dish. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, fish and he dish, simplifies yeah. the whole thing, and immediately the quality of the work goes up yeah. immediately. That's right, exactly. And, and I think that's very important that the, um, the industry has to start realizing this, that mm. the more you charge, right, doesn't mean you're gonna be sort of like doing less clients. Mm. You're gonna be doing better clients. Better clients, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. And, and, and we don't need regulation to no. tell us to do that. No. We mm -hmm. need to have a basic understanding that we are, we are sovereign individuals, we're creatives, we like pushing the boundaries, and sometimes, you know what, we like breaking the rules as well. Exactly. Because without breaking the rules, you cannot get to the next level. Exactly. So, anyway, Joe, I'm conscious of time. Same I here. think we've nailed it. I'm going to give you a round of applause for that, because we've nailed it. Um, like I say, I'm just going to tack the Jason um, interview onto the end of this. Um, Carry on listening if you want. Joe, I'd like you to listen to it, and I'd like you to then uh, just give me your analysis, maybe in the next show. Maybe I, we can... I will do, mate. I, listen, I've just got an update. Um, I've just Go got on. an email from um, Arsenal Football Club. My, oh, here we go. Free go on, my, renew my season ticket. Guess how much it is for my season ticket this season. The coming I bet season. it's gone up. I bet it's gone up. Well, we've got no European football, right? And you know right. my seats. I've got prime yeah. seats. Yeah, you've got fantastic seats just behind the bench right. where the manager sits. Guess how much it is this season. So what was it? Hang on, let me compare. What was it last season? Well, we, we actually, no, no, last year was just under a thousand, right? With Europa, just under a thousand. With okay. Europa League, right? Now there's yeah. no Europa League. No Europa. So you're, you're down what? About nine games? Yeah, nine tickets. Guess how much it is this season for the coming season? 
£1,500. £656. No, you've got <laughs> a discount. Yeah. Well, they're only 300 quid for a start anyway, right? Because uh, the... Oh, so it's the same price then? Technically, it's the same price. Yeah, no, 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 don't use the same marketing strategies that corporates do, mate. Oh, you know, it's only 600. No, it's still 900 (laughs) pounds. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, You know, so, so, all right. So, you've had a, so basically, what you've got there is perfect inflation example. Because what you've got there is you're paying the same amount of money for less product. That's right. Uh, hopefully so we go, might get a better product there. Hopefully we might get a better Hopefully games, we will. But, but at the same time, in terms of quantity, you know, Arsenal playing 65 games a year by default means the quality suffers. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now they can they can focus on 38 games and hopefully provide us some quality. Yeah, so the, um, go and look at the memes on the Go Salon uh, timeline and on the gosalon.uk website. There is one about the Mars bar. Okay. You know, how the Mars bar yeah, was right. 51p in 2010 and it was 58 grams. Now it's 59p, so it's gone up in value and it's only 50 grams, so it's gone down. Yes. So, you know, this is what inflation does to everyone. It confuses everyone. Everyone thinks they're getting a good deal when really... It, it, it affects football. All right, mate. Catch you later. Lovely, you Take care. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks for listening to today's show. And as promised during Salonomics 36, um, a little treat for you all. Um, this is 30 odd minutes of me having a chat from uh, with Jason from Crow's Nest earlier on today. Um, I'm going to isolate all the footage and whack it on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Apologies for the sound quality. The whole thing was done on Instagram Live TV and there's always um, a trade-off when it comes to audio on one side. So I hope you enjoy it. There's some um, interesting things in here talking about salon salon space time energy you know we covered a lot of ground in 30 minutes but it really is a summary of my thoughts on where i think our industry needs to go in order to survive and thrive so um i hope you enjoy this little easter egg um yeah introducing jason from crow's nest uh talking to moi hope you enjoy speak soon Just going to message him. We're going to get Aaron back on. We were just in the flow of a wicked chat um, discussing, you know, mainly the, the future of digital and hairdressing, how the industry should, could and will embrace um, technology. You know, I think since the pandemic, we've all had to go pretty hard um, and, and truly embrace it now. You know, I think there's things coming, but I think we were talking about it's, you know, being put into sometimes, you know, technology isn't always the complete solution. Um, but it, as long as we ultimately are, you know, saving time and money. Sorry about that. We are. That's all right, mate. It's all we good. Can rescue my, my, the, behind every great man is a great woman. And my wife has kindly handed over her phone of, um, you know, I won't. Look uh, well done, Mrs. Crows. <laughs> we, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, Thank you very much. It's still not even, it's plugged in, it's still dead.
I'm going to worry about Oh, no, we're not. Um, how am I going to scrape the footage? Hopefully it will upload, though, right? Automatically, we'll still be able uh, to grab the footage. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah we can. We can. I know, I know. I remember Instagram Live stitched me up when we was doing a um, Lee Stafford Live show, like, just before the pandemic, like, end of 2019. That was, yeah, it was, like, brilliant. See, this is, this is technology, right? You have to take the rough with the smooth. You know, for every advantage it gives you, there is a disadvantage, and but uh, there's trade-offs. There's trade-offs of everything we do. But hey, I've got I've got everything all set up here, so I'm 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 good to go again. Do you have? Oh, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah. To be honest, my we had an awful experience here. You know, family home life. I got woke up. I think it was about four or five in the morning. The cat knocks over a glass of water on my bedside. All over, yeah, my phone and charger and stuff. So it may yeah. be because of that. Um, oh, possibly, yeah. It don't like water. Technology doesn't like water. No, but technology yeah. is is a good thing used in the in the right way, you know, and and yeah. for the power of good. And I think a lot of the time, you know, the the aversion to technology, it, it's more about the education behind it, isn't it? I mean, there's loads of stuff I don't use, and it's probably because I don't truly know about it. You know, I don't truly understand yeah. it. Um, yeah. And I think, is that one of the things you think that people could work on is, you know, educating people more about the best practices of technology? No, no, I don't think it's about educating people about technology. I think it's about educating them to do analysis of themselves. Um, you know, um, like you were saying earlier, um, I, one, of the, one of the big influences in my life over the last four years is a psychologist called Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. But he says, he, yeah. one, you know, one of, his, one of his very profound lines that really make you think um, is comparison is the death of joy. And when you analyze that from the context of social media, mm. that's all we're doing all day long. We're comparing ourselves to everybody else in the world. And the human condition hasn't evolved to compare ourselves to 7 billion other people in the world. Do you know what I mean? So can you imagine that bandwidth? Because all our brain is is a, is a computer, right? It's a hard yeah. drive. It has data inputs. We can see stuff. We can smell stuff. It's exactly the same as the technology on your desktop, but we're obviously organic, right? Um, but it's the same process. So if you're continually comparing yourself to this, that, like Rod, Jane and Freddie, then you're never going to stop, reflect, analyze what it is you're doing well, what it is that's getting you results, and what's saving you time and making you money. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I think what you're suffering is that anxiety-induced competition of social media, that the algorithms mm. are incentivized to make you feel like that it's the it's the handset that's making you feel i'm in a competition with everybody else on the internet well sorry that is one way to lose focus on what life is about yeah you know if you're if you're trying to compare yourself and trying to compete with everybody on the internet then you will end up in a funny farm because it's, it's not possible. It's not possible. So let's focus on what we can control. Let's focus on our own career, our own career development. Let's focus on our customers 100%. And let's regain that focus back first. Let's analyze what gives us focus. Now, I'm not saying competition 
on the internet's bad. Because obviously for every Lionel Messi, there's a Cristiano Ronaldo who is pushing Messi to, you know, create more, you know, more goals for himself because Ronaldo's there pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. But it's having that basic understanding away from a lot of the platforms which are, they, there's this thing called neuro-linguistic programming. Yeah. And it's essentially this messaging. I saw a great film last night. This is my 14-year-old daughter, right? Um, she, she's a big fan of Stephen King, um, the, the author. Yeah. And he, he wrote this um, book in uh, 2005 called The Cell. I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you heard of The Cell? No, not The Cell, no. Right, The Cell is a fantastic... And, and, and obviously, because he wrote all of this before Facebook, before Instagram, it then takes on another level of like ingenuity and vision what this guy has seen. And essentially, it's a zombie, it's a zombie epic. But essentially, everyone's phone zombies. Everyone got... Um, transfixed into this violent psychosis based on whether they was on their phone at this one point where this radio wave went out and corrupted everyone's minds that everyone became these you know psychopathic I, look it's, it, from a thought experiment of where we are today yeah. and this movie being written 20 years ago the guy's a genius he saw what was going on then and the psychosis came from the little whispering of mm -hmm. the, the binary code, whisper, 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 whisper. And if you extrapolate yourself out of that and being surrounded by, you know, screens and social media and this person's doing that, we haven't got the processing power up here. We've not got the RAM in our brains to be able to know what is going on in California, Los Angeles, George Floyd, coronavirus, you know, your daughter at school. We, we don't have the capacity to be able to be aware of all that stuff. And the second you make yourself this open book to everything that's going on in the world, removes you from what you want to do in the world, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's extremely profound. I mean, it's, um, I'm just, my mind's kind of blown for a little minute. I'm just gonna take that in, because, <laughs> um, no, but I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I love um, the documentary, um, The Social Dilemma. On Netflix, yeah. you see that one. I thought, and that was, yeah. I was, all, you know, I was, I was kind of aware of that stuff anyway. And I've been telling people for years that, you know, like this, this is this stuff is this is how it's designed. You know, mm. it's a design process that's gone into capturing your attention for as long as possible. Like that, that whole rabbit hole experience is not mm. random. It's no. not. It's like it's geared and engineered to you, like specifically for you to go yeah on. it's an echo chamber isn't it yeah. it's an echo chamber it forces you for the bias i gave joe this story about my sister my sister had to come off facebook because every time she logged into facebook she was confronted with pictures of animal cruelty well of course she wouldn't to get my sister to react to anything it's animal cruelty so straight yeah. away she's uh writing angry you know text sharing it with everyone and I'm like, no, Sam, the reason why Facebook's giving you all that is because that's the only thing you're interacting with. Go and like loads of other random stuff and watch out your timeline, you know. Yeah. So basically, we have to take back control of our social media diets, if you like. You yeah. know, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I need to write a book about, you know, the new diet, the new diet, which is, should be a social media diet. And this is why I think there is some value in what you're doing, you know. I, 
don't don't get me wrong i'm not saying all social media is evil i'm just saying you've got to analyze what you can do in a really specific way that puts money in the till because yeah. no other metric counts no other metric counts having 10,000 followers on instagram is pointless unless instagram's making you money so think about it in a practical sense every new client you get in the shop where did you hear about us oh google all of my clients they hear about me from google not mm. facebook or instagram because they're not in my echo chamber they're not in my network half of the time you know because that's why they don't know about me mm. so i think what you're doing you are creating a service which is valuable because you can curate and you can aggregate stuff that portrays someone's identity, you know, their social, their well, online what we, what identity. We do, actually, we, um, we try and tailor, because it's just, it's just one package each month. It's the same package each month of a collection, yeah. a collection of images that we curate, you know, by hairdressers, for hairdressers. We're, we're in the game. I'm a working hairdresser. So I understand the industry. Crow's Nest are all about, you know, spotting trends high, from high fashion and see how it relates down to the commercial value. So then we take that experience and we curate, curate one package that stocks 20 images, which is intended to be spliced in between your organic content that helps yeah. you keep a high frequency and stay consistent with your posting, but with topical, trend-led, inspiring or motivational content that, that hits an emotional note. So, you know, we're not, it's not there to replace your work. It's not there sure. to say, like, you know, or build. It's not necessary. It's not necessary to build your your brand. It's there to market to your clients, basically, and followers, and bring people. Yeah. In. But what? Because what I find is, if you're, if you want to be an influencer, and it's all about you, or you want to be a platform artist, then yes, your feed can just be backs of heads, great haircuts, amazing haircuts, one mm. after another, row after another. But that, even then, I think is one dimensional. And what's happening with the trend, the social trends for how people put their grids together now is is because people and consumers consume so much information now, they kind of demand that a little bit extra. And it's so important mm. to define your niche. But now I think you need to add a different dimension, like two, three dimensions to, to your grid and your social output. And it's not necessarily because that's the first place people go to to find you. But it's definitely one place where they will look. And then ultimately, once they're hooked and they're in, you can then keep that client engaged for eight weeks, you know, emotionally sure. connected to you. Yeah. But, you know, because again, if you're just posting pretty hair, pretty hair, pretty hair, pretty hair, pretty hair, all you're doing mm. is selling your product and you're not connecting emotionally, you're not marketing your mm brand emotionally so you know you can have ethereal pictures of blondes if blondes are topical of the moment you know not that sit alongside your nice pictures of blondes which suggest that's what's inspiring you or it sparks an interest in another client well that's a really pretty picture you know and, yeah. and it's all about the caption so that's where the curation for us comes in because we write the caption yeah. specifically that help you engage your followers and hope and drive people to become new clients and bums on seats and we put the package together so that it's so accessible. It's under thirty pounds, so you know less than one average haircut. You have enough content to keep your feed populated for the whole month. 
with engaging okay. content that inspires people, but also drives them back to the business. It's all about the call to action. It's all about how you write the caption. Right, sure. to, to what sure. you're actually driving people to. Yeah, so, the, so what you've done is you've basically hacked it. You've, you've basically hacked social media. Yeah. You've, you've got a code, you've got a protocol of how it works, what gets engagement, and you're packaging all that up for the hairdresser who, look, it's fine to admit you're rubbish at something, you know, because only until you admit you're terrible at something can you look to improve, right? Don't let the ego get in the way. You know, don't let your ego get in the way of self-improvement. You can quite easily outsource your social media to someone like Jason. Jason will take care of it, and the results are there. Do you know what I mean? How many yeah. people come into your shop because they saw one of Jason's posts on Instagram? Boom. You've got a value there. Great. I've saved all the time because I'm now outsourcing it all to Jason. Yeah. And... I've got an extra 15, 20, 30 clients this month because they've found me on Instagram or they've found me on Facebook or, or whatever. So, all right, let's do a case study then, Jason. Go to gosalon.uk, go to my website, and because, I, look, I'm rubbish at marketing. I don't mind admitting I'm terrible at marketing. I think, you know, I've got a creative brain that goes like this, all off on tangents, and I find it yeah. very difficult to take that one line and go, right, that's our strap line. You know, Go Salon strap line, Make Retail Easy, has, has come about because I've gone, you know, all around the houses with it, and I'm like, okay, convenience converts. So our customers want convenience. They don't want to pick up a bottle and then stick it in their big bag because they're going to the restaurant or they're going to the... So what would be convenient for the customer to get them to buy a product from me in the shop was, oh, Scan this code, we'll ship it to your house. Boom, done. Convenient. Customer's going to do that. Now, what else is going to make the customer buy it? Well, if it's the same price as the internet. Okay, it's the same price as the internet. So I'm not going to then go somewhere else and buy it because I don't think that's right. I think that's somebody else's profiting from your work then. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that's right. So, so I, what I try to do is I try to combine all these things. But when you are trying to make an apple pie... You've got to create a universe. So the apple pie is the easy bit. I'm trying to create the universe that makes all these things talk to each other seamlessly. So it goes from your page. So Go Salon takes payments. It does your request appointments. And it connects you with the products that you love. So you've now got an inventory of products that is bigger than it you've ever had before. I mean, how many GHD um, straightening irons you sold last year? Well, probably none because you'd be in charge £180 to sell them in the salon. And yet I can share a link that sells, sells them. To, I've sold four straightening irons last year. You know, 120 quid because that's the price they are on Amazon. Boom. I've sold four over buying in a dozen GHDs direct from GHDs and then being forced to sell them for 180 quid in the salon. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to, you've got to think of this way. So if you go go salon, do a case study. What would you look at my site, uh, you know, my, my brand, and, and how would you make a – I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot and all that, but, you know, I think – it's, this is valuable stuff. I think this is where we explore and we actually get into the valuable insights that we sometimes don't know are in there. Yeah. They need pulling out. So, obviously, we, we chose that picture pre-COVID, and I refuse <laughs> to stick a salon full of hairdressers wearing masks. 
So forgive me for it not being up to date in terms, but I refuse to go down the whole masking. Um, I don't think that that ingratiates anybody to an image. I think you have to see someone's face in order to feel comfortable. Not seeing someone's face makes people uncomfortable. So yeah, that's I, just it's, a, that's such a hard part of the industry now, isn't it? It's sort of. Mm. I can't wait for the mask to go away, to be honest. It, it's... Well, it's not law anymore, mate. You know that, right? Is it not? It's not law. Change the law. You've got to do what is necessary okay. for health and safety. Yeah, but I don't want to go down that rabbit. That's Thanks. another show. If you want to do another show, we can... I've got some really... Um... I've got some really interesting uh, ideas surrounding that. So, um, okay. yeah. I, I need to go and read up on that one, yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah. Um, I like I like the, I like the website, man. It's nice. Um, I think that your main image could be a bit more aspirational. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a stock image, to be fair. It's not. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with stock images because we, you know, my whole the whole curated our content packs. It's all it's all edited from stock, from stock. Mm. Um, but it's about you know it's about picking the right one and you know and that leveling it up a little bit it's kind of one of the good things that we do i think primarily it depends how big i'm just trying to understand how big is your is the retail part to to the business because that doesn't really come across on the home page is the only thing yeah but, but no, when that's... you talk about it you you talk yeah. a lot about the retail and that, that sounds like one of the biggest bonuses so I, yeah I, well it's I, the incentive structure i mean the retail yeah. is the incentive because that's the one problem i set out to solve it was, well, we're not selling products in the sun anymore. Why? Well, the internet's cheaper. That's the main reason. You know, yeah. the internet makes it convenient. That's the main reason. All right, let's see what we can do. So, yeah, the, the retail really is the infrastructure because Go Salon as a platform is free to join. Yeah. You know, there's no contracts. There's no small print. There's none of that. I want to make this so seamless and so easy for everyone that they literally click a button and then they put their, like, they send us their logo. Um, they give us their email address, and we essentially create them their go salon based off those two fundamental bits of information. If they want to use the platform, they can use it, and then they can see how it makes them money. They don't want to use it, fine, doesn't cost them anything. It was an experiment that they looked into that wasn't for them. Not a problem, you know. So retail is the incentive structure of go salon. It makes it free, and yeah. it also earns the stylist money from converting more sales basically because we make the whole retail process in salon convenient and easy i i, I mean for me i will because i'm i only ever really know about images you know and graphics and stuff so mm. um i i would make that more of a feature in in, in your visuals on the on the home page what's yeah. your instagram like Oh, it's just full of memes. I don't really do much go sell on Instagram. I think but I've I think got like a... memes. I mean, keep it fun, keep it light. You know, I think that's also that's the thing. It's like there are so many different ways to use and utilize content to keep people engaged and connected. And also, I think sometimes people get too I don't know, like too, too narrow-minded. You know, too blinkered with what they believe should go on their social media and, and what the use of their social media is. And I think, yeah, which what brings up, you know, I keep coming back to it really. I just think people need to go back to basics and just real utilize it as a shop window. Uh, you know, that mm. it's a shop window. It's like, you know, just first impression, make it 
but make you know it depends if it's your brand but make it fun emotive interesting you know deliver the experience not just the product sure. you know it's so, so, so how now, just row and row after just heads <laughs> yeah no for sure but so how do i how do i project saving time money and and ease <laughs> and convenience how do i how do i package all that up into an image See this. See this is this is where it, it well, becomes. You may, you may need more than complex. one. You know, you may may need more than one image. But so um, if you scroll down below the fold, I've then got you know three creative professionals. You know, cartoon avatars of them. You know, a barber, a colorist, and yeah. I've got some testimonials. You know, yeah. so you know, obviously above the fold is important, and then you know there's the actual sign up bit in like the third fold. The third section of the website, and then you know so the, maybe, the strap line. Maybe it needs an addition of more, you know, retail focused visual assets. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. see what you mean. I suppose I suppose I'm trying to get that emotion of fun in the salon. You know, time spent on clients. You know, a chance to sit down. Maybe 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 luxury in a salon is a hairdresser getting a lunch break. You know. Yeah, because I've I've because I've I've added up that if we if because go salon if you can think of like let let me let me boil it down again, so supermarkets right we go in a supermarket and we're confronted with people behind the checkout and the self service checkouts. Now, at the very beginning when they was invented, I was like, oh, I'm never going to use a self service checkout because I just see this is a big corporate way of sacking people, getting rid of people, letting robots, you know, and I and I felt that was bad, you know, people not having a job. But over time, you come to realize they're not doing it for that reason. They're doing it for convenience. Because if you get to the checkout and there's a queue of 15 people, but there's an empty self-serve, and I'm in a rush, I'm going to use self-serve because I'm in a rush. I've got to get back to the, you know, I've got to put money in the meter. Do you know what I mean? I've got to get out of there. I can't be standing. And rather than Sainsbury's losing the sale because the guy goes, oh, I'm going to put the milk back and I'm going to go in the shop over the road, self-service. So if you think of Go Salon in that context, right, so that your customer can buy a product, book their next appointment, and pay you your money while you're finishing off the blow dry. So it's right, bye, see you later. That's five minutes, because unless you've got a receptionist in the salon who mm. takes care of them, I've now got a, can I book you in, you know, can I interest you in any retail today? Um, you know, can I get your coat? Let, let me get your coat for you. You know, have you got everything? Do you know what I mean? That's five minutes. You're doing 10 clients a day. That's 50 minutes a day. So, like I say, I, I don't, I don't, but, and this is why I find it very difficult to describe what Go Salon is because it comes from that perspective as it is what you want it to be. How, how do you want to use it? Do you want to use it for your retail button? Do you want to use it for your payment system? Oh, and it's zero commission payments as well. I want to put that in there as well as another disruptor to all the uh, <laughs> software companies out there, all the free software companies out there. You know, GoSalon's business model is very simple. You use it, we get paid. You don't use it, we don't get paid. You know, it's yeah. like Netflix. Just just sack it off if you don't want it, you know. And I, and I, and and like I say, Go Salon is is a tool. It's a tool. Don't don't look at Go Salon as being a company. It's a tool, much like mm. Bitcoin is a tool for the monetary system. I've seen a lot of people screaming at Bitcoin. Ad, if you're listening, call me. 
I need to uh, educate you on the, the, the virtues of Bitcoin and why it's important for an abundant future. But, um, but yeah, that's, like I say, that's another show. And that's, that's why I started my own show, Salonomics, because I, I, I explore all of these things with Joe, who, like I say, he's, he's a retired, semi-retired hairdresser in London, who's been there, seen it, done it, bought the T-shirt, had his own salon. And we just go backwards and forwards, you know, on I try and educate him on technology and how it's evolving and how we can all utilize it. And he educates me on amazing learns and wisdom that he's had over the years of dealing with certain clients and scenarios in the salons. Because, he, he, you know, he's a multiple salon owner as well. So we try and keep the show economics based, yeah. but with one foot in salon life, because obviously that's, that's where I experience it. So, so yeah. I mean, it's been it's been um, a real eye opener for me this chat this morning. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. No, thank thank you for having me. I've, um, I feel like I've, I've, it's a bit too early in the morning to do some learning. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a it's a bugger when the cat knocks over the milk, mate. It's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing in the morning is the last thing you want to do. That was yeah. That was my abrupt awakening this morning. Was, yeah, uh, glass and water everywhere. But um, cool man. Look, I think as, to wrap it up, we've had a great discussion. Hopefully, we can retrieve the first half as well because there were some great insights there and and how to utilize technology, how to put it into best practices, how to expand your and open your mind to you know the best practices of social media, how everything's kind of developing now, new trends that are coming through with the technology. Go Salon is an amazing, amazing platform. I think it solves some pivotal, pivotal problems and issues that have faced the, the industry for a long time now. So how, that's the question though. How, how old is it? Is it? Have you had it for a while? Um, so I started developing the idea, started thinking about it, um, laterally uh in 2018 um and and the 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 germ of the idea come because i saw there was a lot of these blow drying apps appearing on the market um and i just thought that was really interesting so my first foray into it was i was working at a salon in in, in essex called stark shout out to matt if you're listening um and it was right how do we offer this service to our customers that if they are in a rush one day one of their trusted hairdressers from Stark can go and visit their home. They would pay a premium for it. So I started working on that concept of having a menu in the salon. And, and then it just evolved, you know, it just evolved from that point. So the actual go salon thing, uh, listen, I've had a wish list on my website for years. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like an Amazon kind of affiliate wish list, an ability to share a link with a customer because I've been freelance for years. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so, so it, it was just, right, apps are definitely the way forward. You know, this singularity, this muscle memory you get. Here's a good experiment for you. You know, everyone that's listening at home, close your eyes, press your home page, uh, home button on your phone, close your eyes, and using muscle memory, open up Instagram. I bet everyone of you can do it. Every single one. And this is my point with Go Salon. We got to get that real estate on the home screen of your customer's phone is prime real estate. 
Google spent $50 million on purchasing Android 20 years ago. Why was that? It was to get Google Chrome on the handset of every Android user in the world. Now, what I think everyone should be doing is getting their brand on every user's handset. So when the client, when your customer thinks hair, they go hair, salon. And they press that button, and it's that button on their handset, which removes the distraction of Instagram and Facebook and going through WhatsApp and, oh, what's the number? And, oh, sing it, phone in the salon. Do you know what I mean? You want to make everything so convenient for your customer. So the yeah. answer to that is 2018, and it evolved, and we had the first, uh, we had the first model out in August 2019 for the, the beta. So we've been in beta. We've been testing all of this technology for two years. Um, so, so yes, so yeah, three years, almost to the, almost to the day, three years, almost to the day, I'd say. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing when you focus on something. So interesting. It's amazing when you focus on something, you what it you is. can get done. It you is. know. Yeah. Well, I, I wish you all the success. It, it's an amazing platform, as I say. It's solving some pivotal issues within the hairdressing industry, and ultimately, I think the the main take home from from today's chat and the future oh, I've lost you again, Jason. i'm just i was just finishing wrapping up for us mate and uh, um yeah uh, yeah best, you know the take home for today is really that technology and the future of digital in, in hairdressing is that ultimately technology put into best practices should save you time and ultimately make you money and if it's not don't be afraid to ditch it Absolutely. Well said. Yeah, well said. Well, look, if anyone wants to follow me, I'm very rarely on Instagram these days. You can chase us up on LinkedIn. You can type Salonomics into Google. Um, that'll come up everywhere from Telegram to, to whatnot. I'm Aaron Dawn Hair on Twitter. I think, yeah, just type Go Salon in, man. Just just go Google Go Salon, gosalon.uk. Uh, put your email address in there. Um, and, you know, we'll try and onboard you onto the network as soon as we possibly can. Awesome. Look, all, thank you for everybody that's watching and everybody that sees this. Hopefully we get the two parts to go together. And, yeah. Um, we, you've been with Crow's Nest. Thank you for joining us today. Um, anybody that's out there, anybody that's struggling with their social media, anybody that has any level of social anxiety or you just want to level up your feed, please go check out our curated content packages on crowsnest.co.uk. Give us a like, right. give us a follow, and everybody go check out Aaron Dawn Hair. That's it. And, um, and I'm going to try and scrape all this together and release it as part of a Salonomics podcast as well. So you can find us on uh, Salonomics podcast. And um, yeah, as an experiment, put that in the mirror. Is it still coming through backwards? It's put that in the mirror and yeah. scan that code use your camera um on your phone um so yeah do that and what does that, that do? what will that do well well you can basically don't have to type into google any of those words i've just that, told will you. It take you will it take you to go salon take, take you straight to go salon so just open your camera use your muscle Not memory yet. close your eyes open your camera scan it a little thing will pop down and go and you press a button so, yeah, so you don't even have to use Google search anymore. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, they're not going to be happy about that. But look, keep, keep pushing boundaries. Stop. Keep disrupting <laughs> the game. And, you know, thanks for joining us, man. We'll see you soon. You're welcome. Thanks, Adios, everyone. Cheers, mate.
Go Simon, this is amazing. 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 Go Sim